You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome back to the SPED Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 11, Five Ways to Presume Positive Intent as a Special Educator. I'm Jennifer and have been teaching special education for 26 years. And while children with special needs are my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. My goal is to provide you with the applicable information that you can immediately put into action within your own classroom, department, or program. These weekly mini doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs a little boost of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week after week, because this job is not for the faint of heart, and we have to stick together to get through it. If this is your first time here, I'm so glad you found me. The podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder. And if you love freebies as much as I do, head over to the spedprepacademy.com slash resource library, where you can find free forms, checklists, posters, and more specifically designed just for special education teachers. Let's get to today's topic, presuming positive intent. So what exactly does presuming positive intent mean? It means always starting from the idea that a person means well or is doing their best no matter what they say or do. The first time I heard this term, well, the first time I remember hearing it anyway, I was sitting in a committee meeting for district-level accreditation. The presenter stated that in order to come together as a district, we must presume positive intent with each other. He went on to say that when people judge too quickly, when they don't listen to understand, and when they let their own biases affect their decisions— That's when our goals won't be reached. And then I began pondering this. And by pondering, I mean fixating on it so much as to not be able to move past this mini lecture of his to focus on the rest of the presentation. I was trying to process exactly what those three little words meant to me. And I began to question myself. Have I done this? Have I jumped to conclusions about people without knowing their situation? Yes. Have I made a rash decision about someone without knowing all the facts? Yes. Have I been short with a coworker because I assumed they were being short with me first? Yes. When I look back on that day now, I know it was one of those core memories that I put into my permanent memory bank. You know, like from the movie Inside Out? I made a decision on that very day that I would look at every situation differently and to try to always presume positive intent. I used it at home with my daughters and my husband. I used it with my friends. I used it with the people I was driving down the highway with because... Maybe they're in a hurry to get to their son's basketball game, and that's why they cut me off. (laughs) I used it with my coworkers and my paraprofessionals. I used it as a leadership tool when working as a teacher leader. A quote by Indra Nooyi, the former chief executive officer of PepsiCo, says, When you assume negative intent, you're angry. If you take away that anger and assume positive intent, you'll be amazed. Your emotional quotient goes up because you are no longer almost random in your response. You don't get defensive. You don't scream. You are trying to understand and listen because at your basic core, you are saying, maybe they are saying something to me that I'm not hearing. So assume positive intent has been a huge piece of advice for me. She also says, sometimes in the heat of the moment, people say things. You can either misconstrue what they're saying and assume they're trying to put you down, Or you can say, wait a minute, let me really get behind what they're saying to understand whether they're reacting because they're hurt, upset, confused, or they don't understand what it is I've asked them to do. 
If you react from a negative perspective because you didn't like the way they reacted, then it just becomes two negatives fighting each other. But when you assume positive intent, I think often what happens is the other person says, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm wrong in reacting the way I do because this person is really making an effort. Now, I don't know about you, but she hit the nail on the head. Those words have power. And although I know that Indra is talking about the business world, the message can apply to any and all situations. But this is a podcast about special education, so I want to break down the five ways I assume positive intent within our field. The first is with students. It's natural to make assumptions about why children are doing what they're doing. We aren't mind readers and usually can never know for sure why our children do some of the things they do. We perceive some behaviors to be negative and draw a conclusion that the intent was negative as well. But since we can choose to assign intent to behavior, why must it be negative? You can make the choice to assume positive intent in your student's behavior. As adults, we have learned to regulate our emotions through time and practice, for the most part. We are better at applying a filter to them. It's easy to forget that children lack that ability to manage their emotions. We forget that children experience some of the same negative emotions that we do, but they don't know what to do with them. The child that's frustrated could scream and throw a fit because he doesn't know what else to do with the way he's feeling. The child that wants your attention could hit you on the arm because she doesn't know how to express that she needs comfort or connection. If we can learn to stop looking at our children through such an adult filter, we will be better equipped to help them grow and learn. By using the assumption of positive intent, we can begin to teach our children the skills they need to manage big emotions, control their impulses, and show compassion instead of possibly shaming them for something they can't yet control. Number two is with other special education teachers in your building. Now, you might be the only special ed teacher in your building, but most likely you are not. So I want to address how to assume positive intent with another teacher who is on the same playing field as you. Just as with any game, playing on the same field does not mean every athlete is playing with the same skill set. You might get frustrated that another teacher lacks organization skills or communication skills, and you might assume that because you have these skills, you are a much stronger teacher than they are. On the other hand, you might be a new teacher who comes into an already established program with lots of new ideas, and you assume that your input is not needed or wanted because you haven't established your credibility yet. Assuming negative intent in these situations puts you in a negative frame of mind. It makes you view a problem or issue through a filter of negativity, and thus your response is often closed-minded instead of open-minded. Instead, assume your coworker has the best of intentions. Maybe they aren't as trained as you, and they would appreciate your support and guidance. Maybe the veteran teacher sees you as a threat and therefore is acting from a place of fear of the unknown. The assumption of positive intent brings to us a place of connection, not division. It begins with the essential belief that we are playing on the same field, in the same game, and on the same team. And from that place, we can't help but try to pull in the same direction, to explore strengths, weaknesses, and differences from a place of curiosity rather than hostility in order to both end up as winners. Number three is with general education teachers. The last podcast talked all about how to collaborate with general education teachers. So if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and listen to episode 10. But when referring to assuming positive intent with general education teachers, there have been quite a few negative assumptions made on both sides of the street, at least in my experience throughout the years. As with any workplace, sometimes teachers prefer some colleagues to others or have educational approaches or personalities that don't mix. And working within a school system for as long as I have, I have seen my fair share of negativity brought on by jealousy, comparisons, frustrations, and competition. 
In addition, I've seen teacher groups inaccurately process the information in the work environment to only see what they want to see, which led to incorrect assumptions. Acting on or perpetuating the assumptions by sharing them with others can start and escalate conflict. But by presuming positive intentions, we can shut out the mental noise of judgment, and we can take time to build relationships with our fellow educators so that when we don't understand another's actions, we can empathize with them instead of criticizing. Number four is with administration. During my first year as a teacher, I received a phone call from the secretary. She said, Mrs. Kane needs to see you in her office as soon as you get a chance. My stomach literally dropped and I was positive I was going to throw up. I had one of my paras cover my students and I walked to the office with my head held down in shame. I felt as if I was about to get swats. Of course, I knew I wasn't getting swats, but I was positively positive I was going to be reprimanded for something that I had done wrong. I peeked into the room, quietly knocked on the door and said, you wanted to see me? And she said, oh, hey, I just need you to sign this form. What in the hell had just happened? Why did that affect me so much? I know why it did. It was a combination of my elementary school principal, Mr. Nelson, who smelled like a pipe, never smiled, and had the reputation of busting butts first and asking questions later, mixed with the words of my father that if I got in trouble from the principal in school, I would be in worse trouble at home. I realized many years later, after working under a hodgepodge of principals and assistant principals, that my preconceived notions of a principal's intent did not line up with the mental images I had in my head. The assumptions that we hold that our principals are watching closely to catch us mess up so that they can fire us are ill-conceived, in my opinion. In fact, I have found the opposite to be true. They want you to be successful. They want you to be a good teacher. It makes them look good when they have a strong staff. In addition, principals have a hard job, and the majority of what makes their lives difficult cannot be shared with the staff due to confidentiality laws, regulations, or requests from their superiors. We don't get let in on the closed-door conversations that lead to difficult decisions. So when we make presumptions that our administration doesn't care about our problems, or that they have favorites, or that they are going to write us up for any and every little thing we do wrong, we are only hurting ourselves. The best way to assume positive intent with administrators is to understand that they have a job to do and they have someone to answer to just like us. Make an effort to get along with others and do your job to the best of your ability. It's that easy. Number five is with parents. Most parents I've learned are doing what they can to support their children and act in their best interest. Often though, and for a variety of reasons, that's not readily apparent. As teachers, we're viewing parents' actions through our own lenses. We know how we were raised and or have defined what successful family engagement looks like based on our own experiences and understandings. In so doing, we are more likely to misinterpret or to misunderstand their actions and decisions. We don't know what's happening in each family's life or the barriers or challenges that families, especially families who have a child with special needs, are working around each day. With time, a willingness to avoid judgment, and a conscious effort to learn about parents' and families' lives and approaches, teachers can come to understand and then engage in sincere dialogue that will ultimately benefit students. At the beginning of the year, I've asked parents and families to share some of their hopes and dreams for their children, and I've also asked them to share the approaches they are using to motivate, encourage, or refocus their child. This gives me a frame of additional strategies on which to draw on throughout the year, And by asking, I'm demonstrating that I care. I'm demonstrating that true engagement is a team endeavor that requires that I learn about and build upon the strategies that they are using as they raise their children. 
So that's it. My five tips for presuming positive intent in the special education workplace. Assuming positive intent extends to all areas of your life. In the workplace, it means you consciously choose to assume that the people you work with have good intentions, that they're operating to the best of their ability, and that they're trying. It may not be easy at first, especially if you've had past negative experiences with a particular person in a similar situation, but I truly believe if you hold this mindset, the weight you carry of negative feelings, resentment, and imaginary problems will diminish significantly. If you are enjoying this podcast and would like to receive acknowledgement right here on the show, please leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. And don't forget to leave a review to receive the next shout out. Go out and have a great day and I'll catch you on the next episode.